the big silence, empowering personal experiences, inspiring compassion, and healing lives. We are no longer silent. We are here. The Big Silence. Hello and welcome to The Big Silence Podcast. I am your host, Karina Dawn. I'm a mental health advocate, wellness entrepreneur, and co-founder of the leading women's fitness community, Tone It Up. I'm also a New York Times bestselling author and founder of the nonprofit, The Big Silence Foundation. I'm also a wife, daughter, friend, and yes, palm mom of five. And just like you, I'm a work in progress. I have experienced profound grief and trauma and then found deep joy in life. And now I'm here to share my story, be a safe space for you to share yours. And we're having in-depth conversations with psychologists, doctors, spiritual leaders, friends, and others who have been impacted directly or indirectly by a mental health condition. No more embarrassment, no more shame, no holding back, only healing. Let's go. Mental health is my wealth. The stress upon the shelf. Nobody can love me the way I love myself. Seeking ye shall find the truth and the light. I'm living my purpose, so I sleep good at night. No more depression or spiritual recession. And every day that I wake up, it's a blessing. So breathe in, breathe out. Everybody in the house know what I'm talking about. The big silence. The big silence. Welcome to the big silence podcast. Thank you. It's so wonderful to have you back as a guest. All right, so we haven't done an AMA in a long time. And the other cool thing about this one is it is Why Not Wednesday. Tuesday. Well, it comes out on Wednesday. Don't tell anyone we filmed it on a Tuesday. I just love the truth. (laughs) So today we are sipping in my Palm Mom cup that your mom got me. Oh, that was from my mom? Yeah. I was going to take credit for that gift. No, your mom sent it to me. I think it was a Christmas gift of mine or something. It's a great gift. Yeah. So, and we are sipping on Slate Theory Wine, which is a Texas winery. And did you know that Fredericksburg, Texas is the second largest winery area? I'm terrible at this. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's the second largest viticultural, if that's how you pronounce it, uh, area in the U.S. Is that right? Or... Has the second most tasting rooms. It's one of the two. Don't quote us on this. All right. So, anyways, brief on this winery. If you go, are in Austin and you go to Fredericksburg for wine tastings or whatever, it's an hour outside of Austin, hour and a half outside of Austin. So, Bobby and I were in Fredericksburg for our anniversary last year. And we were doing a little wine tasting and eating cheese and charcuterie at another place. And somebody was like, You got to go to Slate Theory. We go there, and we're sitting in the tasting room, sipping the wine, and I'm looking at the labels, and I see the the names of the wine are the schizophrenic, the narcissist, the manic, the pharmacist. And I was like, wow, this is really interesting. And so then we start talking to um, the people that were serving the tastings and realized it's the family, the Jones family. And we start talking about mental health and what the connection is. And so we just created a bond with them and got to learn about, you know, why they started a winery around mental health. But it's all about opening up the conversations and those conversations that you don't want to have. So Cody, 
He's an artist. Love Cody. We have a couple of his, three of his pieces in our house. And he designs all the labels. Justine, she's the rock star. Yeah, we'll show this. Yeah. Um, Of the family, she basically is the boss of the winery. And then, uh, yeah, the whole family is there. And Randy, the dad, he just holds it down. (laughs) I like Randy. (laughs) I like Randy, too. But then we just, like, became fast friends and used to go there or do go there for tastings and whenever we're there. And then we did an event in the cave. So for members in the cave, which is, like, the coolest thing ever. Uh, We did a sound bath and James Nicholas Kinney was there. He was... uh, Doing the big silence, breathe in, breathe yeah. out. Which, by the way, June 29th, an event for, and James and I are doing it. One so man show. The one man show. Oh, yeah. So you got to go to our website because that's at Soho House Austin. It's going to be awesome. But anyway, so the relationship continues and the connection around mental health. And then we're like, let's do a partnership. And so we have uh, the patient, which is the red wine, but Bobby, Bobby's the patient today. Are you sure you don't want this? <laughs> <laughs> and the therapist, which is the white. And yeah, so we just launched our wine. And um, we are they're sharing proceeds for the Big Silence programs. So shout out to the Jones family. Shout out. Go to Slate Theory Winery. And shout out to my sister because she wrote the stories on the back. Oh, and then, yeah. And then uh, Ashley Green and Paul from Hummingway Productions did a really cool like short film. So um, in the show notes, we'll put the little film there. So cheers, Bobby. Are you ready for this AMA? I feel it. Go watch the video. You'll know what <laughs> It'll make about. more sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want to say that I'm sweating profusely. It's 104 oh, today. Oh, shoot. AC is on. Oh, we haven't done this in a while. My executive handyman oh, failed. Boy. He's oh, got it. So if the sound is a little quirky for the past few minutes, it's because we have the AC on in here. But in Austin, Texas, it's 104 degrees today, and it's going to be in the hundreds for a week. If I my makeup is melting off, that is why. Because now we have officially have no AC. <sighs> But great sound. I mean, it's all about the sound. Nice sound. (laughs) I mean, you only will see how much we're sweating if you're on YouTube. And yeah, so otherwise, you're here for it. Okay, so I'm excited about this. And I was telling Bobby how excited I am to have fun and do a wine night Wednesday because I haven't done that in a very long time. And since our podcast comes out on Wednesdays. And so the past week, I've been posting on my social media at Karina Dawn AMAs. And I'm like, be nice, but we're here to answer. So there's some really lovely questions. Mm. Uh, oh, 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 gosh. By the end, but no, by the end of this, if we finish this class, I don't be like, oh, ah, shoot. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> palm barking? Yeah. Uh, see, you no. knew I was palm barking. I know. That pitch, I just, it hits me every time. It's that high pitch. And by the way, we might have to take a break because currently we have our girl Hannah. Oh, yeah. Palm washing. Mm-hmm. Um, all the palms right now, and we got to swap out palms. So are you ready for this? A lot of the questions are for me, but they're actually for you too. And then I'm going to do rapid fire at the end. 
Rapid fire. But you never rapid fire. Okay. That's I actually just, from my like my favorite podcast. What? Uh, they do that. Oh, at, is it like Pulp Moto MX? X. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, what was your first impression of each other? First impression. <laughs> I thought you were a bitch. <laughs> yeah. 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 But you're not. But I did think you Can were you a bitch. Can you explain that more? Yes. Um, I met you quite a few times at barbecues and every time you'd be like, hi, I'm Karina. And I'm like, hi, I met you the last time you did said the same thing and the time before that. And so you kept forgetting that we met and you were also really quiet. And so I took like, oh, this beautiful girl and she's super quiet. It's like, oh, I'm too good to like converse. And so I misread sort of being introverted in a public you know, environment as like, oh, she's stuck up. And mm-hmm. yeah. And then you learn over time and we got to really know each other later on Catalina and get to know each other. And uh, yeah, fast forward five palms later, here we are. I was very shy. And that was another question. Actually, a comment that I saw was, um, Karina, it seems like over the years, you've built a lot of confidence. Oh, yeah, Cardi. <laughs> no, I'm Cardi. <laughs> no, but that is true. Like back then, I was, I yeah. grew up a very shy girl, even in school. I, they're like, hey, Karina doesn't talk. And I was mm-hmm. just shy. And then a bit of insecurity. And then, you know, you grow. I'm 42 now. And that confidence comes and it doesn't come. You earn it and you work for it. So. Thank you. Give yourself a little. Thank you. I, I've worked very hard for the confidence in going from an introvert mm-hmm. and an extroverted introvert to, you know, now I'm doing a podcast just saying anything. Like, I would never be able to do this. But I don't think, I don't think you're like coming from being an introvert. You're always going to be introverted as like your, your place of comfort and mm-hmm. what feeds you and what doesn't feed you. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think confidence is like a totally separate thing aside from being introverted or extroverted. What's the difference in your opinion? Well, extroverts would be filled up by interacting with others. And I would say introverts get filled up in solitude and more quiet environments or environments within themselves. Yeah. Hence my meditation and my <laughs> big, big silence. <laughs> How many times today I'm like, Bobby, can you just talk a little less? Yeah, you do that a lot. But to answer my, what was my first impression of you? <laughs> do you remember? No. <laughs> no what was your, what was your uh, sixth impression of me? Seventh my impression. seventh impression of you was, oh my gosh. He, so we were both single finally. So I was dating someone, you were dating someone. And I was just like, hey, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. And then when we were both single on a friend trip to Catalina, and I I heard that you were coming, and I was like, oh, he's really cute. Like, I never noticed him before because <laughs> I was single now. See, I'm a, I'm a dedicated person. My eyes have no... Mm. Mm. That's right, yes. Mm-hmm. Loyal. 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 Like a Pomeranian. Like a Pom. And... <laughs> And then we were in Catalina and you had just gone through a breakup and we, you know, we're talking and you're like, well, I want to move to Manhattan Beach. I was like, okay. And you're like, I want a two bedroom and this and that. And 
Um, let me know if anything comes across. And so then I, we get back from Cana- Catalina. It's like 20 friends there. Yeah, a big yeah. group of people that we used to go every year. And we come back. And then my neighbor below is like, I broke up with my boyfriend. He's moving out. And now I'm moving out. And I was like, oh, well, let me go on Facebook. I think that Bobby guy mm-hmm. um, wanted to move to Manhattan Beach. Mm-hmm. And he was looking for a two-bedroom to mm-hmm. move in with Eddie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> And so I, I, I don't know what's DM'd you, whatever Facebook is. And I was like, hey, it's available. And he said, your response was. I don't know. I have to no, go back and see how I know the response was. is like, oh, this is about to be a really crazy year. Something like that. Don't quote me. But it was something. It was a little like. Yeah, yeah, I was flirting. That's that's what flirting is. Oh, you were flirting. I with think me. I, I think it was flirting. Yeah, I'll try it again sometime. <laughs> and then I I remember telling Kat, I was like, Bobby's gonna move in below. This is gonna be dangerous. In a good way. Mm-hmm. And then he did. And then he moved in October first. I don't remember the year, but I didn't tell you that we were filming a show for Bravo. And I conveniently left that out. Yeah. <laughs> And you move in the day it was literally you moved in October first, and we started filming October first, and you come, and there's production in the garage. Yeah, but we had it was like we were told a day before, two days before, because they had you have to sign a release. So like we had, I thought I thought we had to sign a release before. You did once you were on the show. Oh, that's right. Okay. Because then, all right. So you move in. I'm like, don't worry about the production in the garage. We're filming a show for Bravo, and. So then we started hanging out. After we were done filming, you would come upstairs and we'd watch a movie and all of this. And I'll, I'll shorten up this I think story. that's the first time I've ever seen The Holiday and Love Actually. Multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's, we're watching The Holiday again. Yeah. It's June. <laughs> it's, all, it's all good. Oh, what are we watching now? It's Halloween and we're watching The Holiday. Yeah. But anyway, so we quickly started dating and... Our producer from Bravo knocked on your door because actually Kat and I were having a lunch break one day at a place in Hermosa and Kat was like talking to me about you. And our producer, Stephanie, was like, looked over and she's like, excuse me? And I was like, oh, she's like, are you dating the neighbor? It's like, no, 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 not yet. We're just interested. And then they went knocking on your door. Mm-hmm. But anyways, moving on, because we're not going to get through. That was one question. How much time was that? That. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what? Okay, this question here. What are your tips for a healthy marriage? Thanks. Oh man, I mean, are we equipped to to give give uh, no. advice on that? I mean, yeah, it's work. It's 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 not easy. And I mean, I really like I really like therapy. I think mm-hmm. I think therapy's great. Um, yeah, and to having that perspective. Yeah, I think it's important. You know, I obviously, and when, when we go back to my confidence building, I, when I've been at my lowest, I've started going back to therapy and working with Gwen. And then I also did EMDR and a bunch of stuff. And that helped me gain my personal confidence. And then when we've had issues, even most recently in our marriage, which we've been together a long time, we're two different humans. And we've... That's, 
that's uh, quite the um, observation. <laughs> <laughs> In case you uh, didn't know. I was are. expecting him to be exactly like me. And agree with everything I say. <laughs> What's funny though is like that is actually kind of a thing. Yeah. Like you kind of have this weird, you know, subconscious expectation that like, oh, we're just going to like, you know, fall in line with all of our thoughts and beliefs and whatnot. It just doesn't work like that. Right. And thoughts and beliefs. And of course, in the beginning of a relationship, it's like you wake up in the middle of the night and have sex. And like, you're just like, rawr, rawr. and you agree. With ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but you're in that little phase. And even our friends were like, okay, Karina, Bobby, stop kissing at the dinner table. Stop holding it. You know, it's like the, I think everyone goes through that phase of, what's it called? Honeymoon? Puppy love. Oh. Oh, yeah. Honeymoon stage. Yeah. Or we'll call it puppy love. Oh! <laughs> this is going to be the most annoying podcast. <laughs> but then, I mean, we grow. I was 32 when we met. Yeah, you were younger than me. Uh, I was 27. Mm, look at me. 28, yeah. Something like that. You're a little cougar. I know, I know. But we grow and we change and that's okay. We should. And yeah, we have, um, we're not in therapy currently. That's only a, no, I mean, like kinda. a few weeks. Don't be uh, afraid of therapy. Yeah. For a sure. healthy, there was about a healthy marriage. And oh, can I add one thing on that? Yeah. Don't hold something in. So the sooner you get it out, the smaller and easier it is, easier to deal with it will be. Um, but if you hold things inside that aren't feeling good for you, and there's no judgment because like we're different people, so different things are going to feel different to both of us. Um, but for for each party, I think expressing how you're feeling when you're not feeling right about something as soon as possible is mm -hmm. probably like the number one thing I could say. Because you're going to disagree. You're going to disagree and that's okay. Mm -hmm. It's learning to work together because you don't want the R word, which we're not allowed to use anymore. Mm -hmm. We can state it here. Bobby's not listening. I'm going to use the R word. Resentment. Mm. Wow, I can't wait for the rapid fires. All right. Um, it's hot in there. Yeah, rapid fires are only three minutes a piece for our <laughs> answer. Okay, this is a question. Oh. oh, it says you, since we're on us, you and Karina seem to be so connected yet have so many different hobbies and interests. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I always think we're like a yin and a yang couple. Mm -hmm. Like some people are like kind of the same and they like to do the same things. And we're like... If I like something, there's a good chance you do not like it. <laughs> but you kind of baited me in a little bit. You were like, oh, I'm a surfer, snowboarder, monster energy girl. I was like, what? You had me at monster energy girl. Yeah, because Bobby loves motocross. Mo motocross, yeah. I was also mountain biking. But I was into action sports. But yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Which is again, what I love. you, yeah, you evolve and you change. And then I was in triathlon, which… Then we did a triathlon together. And I'm never yang doing yang. Yeah. Never doing a triathlon with you again. Yeah, I think just the, the way we approach things. So like triathlon, I came in and then I was like really super competitive about it. And that wasn't your style. I'm not competitive. Right, right. 
And so like that didn't didn't work. (laughs) Didn't work. (laughs) We did a couple travelogues together and then that was was it. Because I love, back to the introvert, I love, loved going on runs. I can't run anymore. Last time I tried to run, my hips were hurt for like a month. But I would run and just run in my, and like it was meditative for me Mm. and swim and bike and do all of that. And I would just be in my thoughts. I'd listen to good music. It made me, it boosted my endorphins. And you, which is totally fine, love to talk and then tell me to open up those legs and hips and run faster. I'm like, fuck (laughs) you. Oh, whoa. Watch the language. I'm like, I am doing my thing at my pace. And this is what I enjoy. Do not take the enjoyment out of my training for a triathlon. Mm. I wasn't trying to. It was just a different style. Yeah. So I wasn't taking the enjoyment away from you. I was just kind of being me. Which you didn't like. Motivator. (laughs) No, I'm not. No, I just like to like, I feel like I have to win. I have to get better. Right? Like. Why? I don't know. I mean, well, I mean, do we want to do like psychoanalysis here or, you know? We'll bring one of our therapists in for that one. Yeah. I'm not the only one. I'm just saying. But like, that's what gets me. Like second place would be like, oh, that's a great achievement. But it feels disappointing at the same time. Like, I can't shake that. Why? This is is, uh, not the episode for this. But I'm, I'm sure there's, you know. Just mm-hmm. go backwards and figure it out from your childhood and go from there. Whereas I'm like not competitive. I like to do great things, but I never beat myself up. Mm. Do you beat yourself up? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you are pretty kind to yourself. Once in a while, you have, you express like these like doubts. Yeah. And I almost don't believe you when you say them, be, which is not fair either. Um, just because they are so rare. Yeah. But like, I think you're, you have self-confidence, but like I said earlier, like, yeah, you've earned it over time and like, you don't sweat small stuff. Oh, oh, I don't sweat small stuff because of my upbringing and what I had to go through where I look at things. I'm like, not a big deal. Yeah. You're just like, you've, you've climbed the mountain at a very young age. So everything's pretty easy from here. You're kind of like, hey, you got a little up, you got a little down, but you're just kind of, you know, you're kind of cruising. Was that, was that question two? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, here's one. I'm going to, um, well, actually going back, because there was a question I'm not looking at right now, but oh, here it is. It kind of has to do with what we just talked about. My daughter is struggling with anxiety prior to race days. Any tips? Oh, shoot. <laughs> I'll give my tip and then... I'm going to talk about you on race day at the half Ironman. My advice, the first triathlon, and I assume like when you say race day, it's some kind of sports or endurance racing. The first triathlon I ever did was really, I did it by myself. I woke up, drove from LA to San Diego by myself, like 2 a.m. in the morning and set the whole thing up by myself when you go into the transition area and all Mm -hmm. of that. And I jumped into the water and I had a panic attack. I, my first time in a lake. Yeah, it was like a murky lake yeah, too. Yeah, I couldn't see you anything. You feel like the, the yeah. grass and the mud. My heart Ugh. was pounding. Again, doing this, which is great for me. This was like my, one of my biggest 
transitions too was signing up for this race mm-hmm. in a time where I didn't believe in myself. And I said, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to sign up for this. I'm going to accomplish something. And my heart was racing. I thought I was going to not survive. And literally during that swim, if there's new athletes like in the water, a lot of times there's life lifeguards all around and they mm-hmm. pull you out of the water. But I remembered because I was started doing yoga to breathe. And mm. so I counted as I stroked. One, two, three, four. One, two, mm-hmm. three. I began meditating on the water. Mm. And I made it through. My heart slowed down. I got out of my head. Yeah. And as I say, into your heart and your body. And calmed myself down. And then I crossed that finish line. And I just like cried. I was like, I did it. I accomplished something. And then... I said, I can do anything now. But to that question of anxiety before a race, breath work is very important for sure. Well, I think I think you just said, I mean, you yeah. meditation. Yeah. I mean, I, I never meditated or anything till pretty deep into our relationship too. It wasn't like a right away that was um, top of the, you know, what Tone It Up was doing and yeah. what you were doing all the time. But like you had a good practice, but you did it in, in your own privacy. I'd say meditation would be a good thing. Start young. It's probably easier. But I don't know. I think there's probably a perspective because I think there's an energy in that too that you can like actually use. Um, but I think probably meditation to, to control, to control that, that boiling Yeah, and even to tell your daughter, like, two minutes of meditation and breath is sometimes all you need. Just two minutes to calm yourself and be present. Because you can get up in that little hamster roll in your head. Yeah. But that's the cool thing about, like, once the race starts, like, once they fire the gun and you're going, like, the reason I love competing like that so much, especially in, like, high-adrenaline sports it's like your head has to shut down. Mm-hmm. And I, even though triathlon is really long and like sometimes your mind can go, you're, you get to a level of exhaustion that it just drains your head and it kind of brings you really present. So like, I don't know, maybe there's a, some, somewhere between meditation and, and like balancing the expectation of what the race is going to be. Yeah. You know? Well, that's what I think with sports. Like you love motocross and I think of boxing or like why I got back into fitness was because it is, you have to focus in that moment. It becomes, makes you become so present. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think, because your, your brain is that hamster wheel. Yeah. <laughs> Except there's like 20 hamsters. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all on different ah! wheels. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> so <laughs> you maybe <laughs> loving... <laughs> like that was it and and but that that is why sports are so important too is it is meditation to stay so focused on what you're doing it's not the aesthetic even for me anymore Um, i agree with that favorite book you've read this year my memoir oh the big silence yeah okay here's one what's your favorite meal at ski shores so ski shores is. <laughs> I mean, I know the answer to this question, but it's not very. Uh, like, it's not very toned up, approved. 
You want me to answer for you? Is this one yeah, of those yeah, questions? Yeah. All right. What's my favorite? So, okay. Ski Shores is down the street from us and we love it. It's on yeah. the water. It's like a vibe. Like the music is going. It's, it's old school, like 50s, Austin, you know, lakefront um, family environment, let's say. Picnic tables, burgers, catfish. It's now a little more expensive, but it still has that same cool feel. It got bought out by a, yeah. a hotel group. Yeah. But the menu is actually yeah, way better their now. food is quality. Like, you could actually trust the salad now. Like, or in the past, questionable. 50-50 shot. Yeah. Oh, this was supposed to be a, a rapid-fire question. Oh, that was a rapid-fire. <laughs> was the previous one a rapid-fire? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Uh, rapid-fire, Karina, uh, french fries for sure. And uh, you go between a, a burger and maybe the Ski Shores salad. Um, which one? I forget. I, forget what it's I don't know. There's only two. There's a Cobb and yeah. another. Yeah. Yeah. But as long as you get I, your French fries and your skinny margs over there, I think you're pretty happy. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. But here's the thing. I don't eat the entire basket of fries or the fried okra. Like, I'm yeah. very good at, you like, are good at I crave something and I have it. Yeah. And this is where I fail. Yeah. Like there's this thing of like, we paid for that. I got it's it. Getting, it's getting finished. Especially if it's the new ski shore is a little more pricey. You're <laughs> you know like, I'm, I'm paying $14 yeah. for that margarita versus it used to be $5. Yeah. If it ain't drank, you ain't, ain't drunk. drunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, favorite quote of our friend. Okay. I think, let me see here. Um, we're ready for some rapid fires. And this is like legit rapid fire, okay? Uh, okay. Because I found out about the last one after. <laughs> right. Okay. Do you still have your ghostly jacket and will you sell it to me if you ever decide to get rid of it? Yes, there's a price on everything. What is the offer? <laughs> if you don't know ghostly, check them out. No, I, I don't know if <laughs> I would sell like, that one. I love that I jacket. So this is not a rapid fire answer, but... <laughs> Uh, never our buddy Dave Sutton works at Ghostly and they have, you know, Ghostly is a record label. Um, great stuff. They do a lot of vinyl releases, but they also have like the coolest merch and it's all limited edition. Um, once in a while, they'll like restock, but awesome stuff. That embroidered jacket mm -hmm. is incredible. Yeah. So not rapid fire, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, there's a photo on my Instagram, I think, that... Rosie is referring to, and I have Cujo, and I have it's the back. Yeah, yeah, super cool. Yeah, ghostly logo. There's a big yeah. butterfly. It's super yeah. colorful on a black jacket. Uh, I think it's a garb store jacket. It's like quality lasts forever. Yeah, not selling, but maybe never say never. Okay, rapid fire number two. How do you live life as a power couple? Oh, yes. <laughs> Thank you, number one. <laughs> Thank you, Ashley. Uh, I mean, I think let it go. I want to be louder let it go. for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of things to let it go. But I think just like living in your pure truth, no matter what it is, and our truths are could be different. Um, but I think just like 100% honesty, the truth will always prevail. And dealing with your problems 
when you know they're there. Like, and we all know about our problems way earlier than we actually face them. So I think that's the biggest thing. And whatever you call anybody a power couple or not, like, I'm just happy we were actually like not working divorced. through stuff. Yeah. And it's a process. It's not like, I hate, I hate phonies, you know, like that's Holden Caulfield so that I can catch it or I. Mm-hmm. One weird fact, and I'm getting side noted, but that is the most common book in like serial killers collections. And so I'm scared that I really enjoy it. That's like one of my favorite childhood books, but I'm not going to let them have it. Okay. I really love it. But he talks about phonies and they've always triggered me too. And so I think like people representing, oh, their life is perfect and this and that. Like, okay, that's great. And I hope it is. But like, I'm actually more interested in like the in-between stuff and like the anxiety at the beginning of a race. That's good because, like, that's what makes getting over it and finishing so great. Like, it's, it's hard work. Um, it's commitment. It's tests. And I don't know. I think over time, it's like you just really have to, like, learn to love the process. It's not easy, but there's a lot of love always. But, like, love isn't enough. And so I like the commitment to work. And yeah, and figuring it out and just growing. Like, and hopefully our paths are, you know, growing in the same direction. Sometimes they don't, sometimes they do. Yeah, I think it's really important to make sure both uh, people in the couple are growing together and like staying at that same pace. And uh, yeah, but like you're never going to chart the yeah. same. I mean, you're, you're two tracks, right? Like, hopefully you have some magnetic force that draws you together. But, like, sometimes we may be at different places. And sometimes we're, mm-hmm. you know, we're pulling each other. And sometimes someone else, you're pushing each other. And so it's like, I don't know, it's a balance. But it's, it's rewarding. For our third rapid-fire question. <laughs> Before I see the sweat dripping down your face. <laughs> Wow. What is your favorite guilty pleasure TV show? I know mine. What? Kardashians. Oh, yeah. I did, yeah. Was that this morning? It was like, I slept. I So I slept in the guest house last night with no dogs. Yeah. And the AC in our bedroom is broke. So it's like couch, guest house, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I woke up. And I was like, I slept like a baby from 10 p.m. till 5, 15 a.m. Like, that's good. Like, didn't wake up. I didn't even have to pee. And, like, I was like, oh, I dreamt. So I was like, Bobby, how'd you sleep? I was like, I had a dream that I was hanging out with the Kardashians. He was like, oh, God. <laughs> Not that I, like, want to. But then you're like, great. Then Stop. I can- That's a lie. And then Not that you want to. Oh. You wouldn't want to hang out with the Kardashians. You totally would want to We would to totally out. vibe. But you're like, great. Can you become friends with them? Because I want to hang out with Travis Barker. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, your guilty TV pleasure. I mean, I don't feel guilty about it, but I just, I, since I'm a kid, I just love motocross, supercross, um, racing, you know, over the last five years now, Formula One. Like, I love that. I love watching racing. And so, like, I look. That's not as guilty as, like, 
Kardashians are the Bachelorette. I don't, I don't love it. <laughs> Although when when we were dating, and I was like, I'm never watching the Bachelor. I'm never watching and the Bachelorette. And I'm it. like, whoa. <laughs> It's like a force field. I mean, yeah. but instead of keeping you away, it just keeps you in. Mm-hmm. Like you get in that bubble and then you're like, hmm, what a bitch. Oh, I don't know about that one. So I like, I mean, it's fun, but I haven't seen it in probably a decade now. Yeah, we stopped watching it. We yeah. moved on to sports and Kardashians. Except when we watched Dale. Wait. Wasn't that on The Bachelorette? Oh, That Dale was the last Mom. time we watched it. <laughs> Shout out to Dale. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Rapid fire. Favorite country song? Ooh. Um, man. I need something you prove. Oh, you prove? Okay. Is that uh, Morgan Wallen? I don't know. I kind of go between like, um, I call it my term for it, and I talk with Brandon Gaddis, yeah. uh, the country shit list <laughs> um, instead of the hit list, which is like, the most ridiculous songs you've ever heard, um, which was like, um, oh, what was the? Oh, I'm gonna have to think about this one. Uh, oh, would you consider Taylor Swift country? I mean, some of her songs are country. I feel like I mean, pop-driven country, but you're a Swifty. I don't know if I'm a Swifty. Uh, I think uh, I have a, a TikTok of you to Yeah, but that was my first introduction. Uh, what's the song I'm thinking of on the country shit list? <laughs> oh, it's gonna bug me. I I like sometimes really like like old school, like Willie Merle Haggard kind of country. If I'm You're on a road trip. On my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but then I really sometimes like I'll listen to the highway a lot. On yeah. serious, you drive and that's a lot. Yeah. that has a lot of the the country shit lists, which I'm like, oh, this is wrong. It's so stupid, and then I'm like, ah, oh. um, what is the song? It's gonna drive me crazy. All right, this rapid fire is going way too long. Of you just thinking in your your little hamster brain. <sighs> I know I'm just not on the right wheel right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll think of it. I'll think of it. It's a. It's like when. When your when your uh, your I don't know wife or something left, but you were out on the boat. Um, oh God! Can I think of this song? I'm gonna oh, shoot. Okay, right, well, go to the next question. I'm gonna look. Uh, no, that was the last one, and it's taking like 35 minutes. Uh, I'll answer one last question I have in front of me. Why did you move to Texas? And how is it different from California? Oh. Oh, oh wait. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> what if I played a song? Are you going to okay. get sued? I hope not. I hope not, too. <laughs> don't, please don't. It was Old Dominion. I was on a boat that day. Oh. This song is so ridiculous. And I'm like, oh, this song's terrible. And I'm like, I was on a boat that day. Yeah, this song. I was on a boat that day. Yeah. That, I, I, so I feel like, uh, like sometimes if I'm like in a ridiculous mood, like some I've, old Dominion songs are yeah. super fun. But yeah, I don't know. Awesome. That's it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, well then I'll ask answer quite quickly. How's the move to Texas? Love it. I was in California twenty years. You were there ten years. We here were freaking hot. 
but mm-hmm. it's nice. I always love change and I'm not afraid of change. And you landed here and you're like, hell yeah, let's go, cowgirl. Mm. <laughs> Is that what you said? <laughs> <laughs> Must have missed that part. No. <laughs> oh, we love it. It's always when we got married, it was always about adventure and being on it together. And Yeah. And I'm looking forward to a July road trip. I know. Yeah. We're figuring that out. Mm. Maybe a little West Coast? There might be a little West Coast. Mm, maybe a little of your favorite. Are you allowed to hint at it or no? Yes. <sighs> always been known to love some Disney. This will be our first time going to Disney together. I've tried for the entire time. I'm actually doing a keynote there in case you're wondering. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we're going to have a day at Disney. Yeah. And it is going to be well documented. I mean, I, yeah. I haven't been to Disney. I think I went to Disneyland once, like pre-tone it up. And I went to Was Dis- it a bad date or something? No. It was a good date? <laughs> it was with someone we know. Um, and then... Okay. <laughs> and then I went to Disney World when we were, um, had that deal going on with Oakley. And we had to be in Orlando for some, an event and a meet and greet. And then Kat and I went to Disney World. Wow. Wow. Wow, what is this going to come down to the conversation of the like great controversy? Disney World or Disneyland? Is that what wow? What is the wow? No, it's all like shout out to the parents who take their kids to either. Mm. That's a lot. I could barely manage myself. There's a lot of walking, a lot of trams, a lot of lines. It battles your introverted nature. Yes. A lot of people. Mm. A A lot lot of of people. people. A lot of people. A lot of people. What if... I'm just, I'm spitballing here, just throwing out ideas. Okay. What if it was Disney Dog World? Oh my gosh. You replaced all the people with dogs. And the people can't go on the rides because they're dog rides. Oh, Yeah? Yeah. And so like the, the children that actually get pushed around are the dogs. And then you got to stand on the side. And it's just like kid-focused, dog-focused. And you know what? What is the the tube, like the the barrel thing that people, and then you go down and it's like a splash thing? Tiki yeah. would love that. It's called Splash Mountain splash. and it just shut down forever. Oh. You missed that? No. I mean, yes. Yeah. Splash Mountain's done. They retired it. But Tiki loves a splash party. Well, even if they were open and they opened up for Disney Dog World, which has Splash Mountain… Um, they would be shut down immediately because that would be very dangerous for our dogs. <laughs> they, they would not survive one trip on Splash Mountain. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to wrap this up. Yeah. It's yeah. been a nice AMA. Welcome, Bobby Goldstein, your favorite guest. Yeah, I'm glad we got through those two and a half questions there. And um, when we get more time, we can probably see there's a list of about 35 questions there. I know. Okay. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Hamster wheels. <laughs> <laughs> Much love. Thank you for joining us today and every Wednesday. If you or anyone you know needs help now, text 
HERO to 741741 to connect with a crisis counselor. Our crisis text line is private and confidential. If you loved this episode or think a loved one could benefit from listening, please share and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the.big.silence. Head over to thebigsilence.com to sign up for our newsletter to stay in the loop for live events coming up and details on the release of my memoir, The Big Silence. And as always, we'd love a like, subscribe, and leave a review on anywhere the podcast can be found. I love you, and I will see you next Wednesday. One, two, three, sing it. Here's to radical self-love, the type of love that will defeat anxiety, the type of love that defeats depression. This is the one life. This is the moment. This is the time to dig in, to be who you already are. The big silence. Breathe in, breathe out.